Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! It's noon here in Bethesda, Maryland, on the east coast of the United States of America. And this is news that you can use from YAA. And, um, well, we're your hosts, Zach and Ray. And, uh, well, as you can tell, um, old merch, new merch. New merch. We look good, man. <laughs> yeah. We look really good. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. We're going to do a used car market update to the team over at Custom Inc. here in Bethesda, Maryland, Helio. And all of your uh, uh, fine, just fine amazing friends, yeah. Literally got this turned around in what was it, like forty minutes? Forty minutes. Yeah. Thank you, Helio. Yeah. And it's dry. <laughs> it's the ink still not wet. Merch coming not soon. Wet. Merch coming soon. All right, pops. Yeah. Let's switch gears and jump right into it. Used car market update. We have the latest data from Black Book. Let me pull it up on the screen. And for those of you who are new here, yes. when we do these streams. Every single week, a company called BlackBook, which does valuations for banks, it does valuations for trade. I mean, they, they for car do dealers, for car dealers, for the industries. They track the automotive vehicle values. and and uh, and financial recre yeah. recreational vehicle yeah. industries, boats, power sports, um, specialty vehicles. They track values of stuff. Every single week, they provide an update as to what market conditions are on the wholesale market and the retail market. And Dad, we have the latest we do wholesale indeed. and retail update, Dad. This week, we saw another significant drop in wholesale values for vehicles. Values continue to decline both in wholesale and retail, and the rate of decline has shown minimal signs of slowing down in recent weeks. The gap is narrowing between depreciation trends we are currently seeing in the market and what is typical for this time of year. So for those of you playing along at home, yes. we are now in week, what is it, 10, 11? Week 10, week of, 10. Of, of almost... A point a week in declines. Last week was 0.77% of a decline week over week. So that means a vehicle that was on the wholesale auction block was worth 75, you know, uh, uh, 0.77 less than it was the week prior. This week, 0.72. That comes on the heels of seven, eight straight weeks, excuse me, of nearly a one point decline yes. week over week. This ultimately impacts retail prices and what consumers are paying because, well, the vehicles just aren't worth as much. And uh, just because a dealer paid too much for a vehicle three months ago or four months ago doesn't mean that that's what its market condition is today. Um, just, so just because they paid too much doesn't mean you as a consumer have to pay too much. Um, it means in many cases that even if they have not dropped the price on their websites, but many have, yep. but even if they haven't, it means that you can go in and there's a greater likelihood of being able to negotiate a reduction in that asking price. Boom, exactly. And we've got here, Dad, from Random Indie. I've seen my saved used car list with two to three price drops every day. We're seeing it. And we're going to do some demonstrations yes. here in just a moment. And correct, Sean, 14 or 15 weeks, but the declines initially were pretty minimal, like yes. a tenth of a point each week. And then or, we had or a quarter of yep. a point. And then, Dad, even, and this is from Nikki, even with the hurricane, we've still seen prices decline. And there are some notes about Hurricane Ian and its impacts yes. in the Black Book report. Shall we dig into segments of vehicles, Deb? Uh, I love when we dig into segments. Let's start with cars then. Okay. Subcompact cars, 
losers, compact cars, big Bigger losers, losers, luxury cars, the really big loser, <laughs> prestige luxury cars. So we've seen the depreciation of BMW 5 Series, Audi A6s, uh, A5, versus, you know, any Audi. We've seen their those types of vehicles yes. uh, experience the largest amount of depreciation week over week. Yes, absolutely. Truck and SUV side of things, Dad, some pretty significant movement here. Subcompact crossovers down a point. Yes. Full-size crossovers down over a point. Compact luxury crossovers down a point. Minivans down a Whoa. point. Small pickup trucks yeah. down seven-tenths of a point. It's happening. I mean, it's just, you know, this is this is about 15 weeks of, of, uh, of declines that were, as we said, in the beginning – minimal but but they were declines which is a good sign and then the pace of the declines in in the wholesale values picked up significantly and for the last nine to ten weeks it's been averaging anywhere from three quarters of a point to almost a full point off um so over the last 15 16 weeks we've seen a decline of probably somewhere in the neighborhood of of between 12 and 14 percent in the wholesale values that the that the dealers are paying at the auction. And we're starting to see some declines on the retail side of things. Got a comment here. Hey, Igor, good to see you, Zach. The decline in value is mainly at auction, not so much on the retail side. What that means is that the dealers make more money because we buy them cheaper, but the consumers still pay high prices. Let's put this to the test. Okay. Let's put this to the test because I, I appreciate your, your comment there, Igor, but let's, let's see. So let's search. We've got nationwide search. We can do anything we want. Let's do a luxury car first. Yes. And then let's do maybe a like subcompact or a compact SUV. Sound okay. good? Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, this happened to me before. So we won't be able to search. Okay. All right. So we're not going to be able to search. I'll have to talk to the team about that one. This happened to me yesterday. It happened to me today. Very frustrating. Well, then there's something going on at your servers and your. Well, that. Anyway, all right, we won't yes. dwell on it. I'll, I'll work on it after the show. We did before we went on. We we were looking at. I mean, there was a BMW five series. The per, first one we pulled up that had, had, had dropped seven thousand dollar, eight thousand dollar price yeah. decline. So I think it does depend a little bit. It was initially in in July they were asking sixty one thousand and change, and today they're asking fifty three and change. Yep, yep. Everyone's telling me to change browsers. Okay, all right, here. All right. We want to change browsers? We're going to give this a quick try. We're going to give it a quick try, Tops. Okay. I do, love do, when we do, change do, a browser. Do, 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 it means do, so much do, to me when we change do, browsers. Do, do, do. All right. Give me one second here, gang. Uh, window capture. Change that to Firefox. Okay. All right. Let's see if this works, Pops. Uh, I'm, I'm all in. You're all in? Yeah. All right. So we said we were going to do BMW yeah. 5 Series. Yes. You seem to be working. So I guess it's an issue on my end, Dad. Okay. All right. Um, let's not do a brand new used one. Let's do let's do days on market greater than 90. Okay. All right. 103 days. No, that's a here we go. 149 days, 2018. Okay. Now, folks, you you realize we haven't looked at this before, so we have no idea. No, this one's held its value. Look at that. This one's actually they they've raised. They the just SP raised price. it back up. All right, let's try one more. Let me go back. So this one's 102 days on market. Another 2018. Another auto nation. So this is the, yes. the same dealership. And this one Come has down. gone down oh, 1,700 hours. 
All right, let's try one more. Let's let's well, not do a, two thousand. About two thousand dollars. Yeah, wow. So let's not do a BMW. Let's do an Audi. But let's do let's do a, a crossover. Like okay. uh, hmm. we can do an Audi Q3. Let's okay. do an Audi Q3. So let me go to Audi. Model. Let's do God. They, look how many freaking models Audi has then. I don't have that many models. Where'd Q go? No, Q's before R. Q3. Q3. <clears throat> uh, 101 days on the market. Okay. And Audi of Rockville. Whoa, my God. So originally, no, that's back in 2020. Yeah. So here we go. Original list price was $24,400. Raised it up. Down. 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 Up. Up. Wow, that's a yeah. big jump up. Yeah. Up, 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 up. And where they are currently. Yeah. This is kind of proven Igor's point, is it not? To a certain degree, at some stores, yes. It looks like at some stores. You, you, and, and if it were me, yeah. And and I was interested in that vehicle. Could you pull it up again? Yeah, yeah. Give me one second. Well, sure. Um, I scroll down. Yep. Um, you know, I would go in and I think I'd <laughs> offer him twenty two five. Yeah, what were you doing on August sixteenth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why why was it only worth twenty two five on August sixteenth? This is today? fascinating. That a yeah. month later they raised the price significantly. Yeah. yeah, I think they're crazy. Yeah, I do too a little bit. Yeah. All right, I, I'm sorry. Now now we're just we're all doing this together. I want to click on one more. Okay. This one's at a Volkswagen dealership, twenty sixteen. All right, let's take a peek. Okay, this one already feels more logical. They listed it for $28,900 back in June. Yes. And they've been slowly just lowering, lowering the, price. the price. Yes. And they're currently at $25,700. Like, this feels like a dealership. So did we just actually hit on something that's, like, pretty important? Some dealerships are, are using a pricing strategy of, eh, whatever. Yeah. And some dealers are using a pricing strategy of, we'd like to get rid of it. And if you're working with a dealer that wants to get rid of it, that might be a better dealer to work with because they might have a willingness to actually do something. Yes. Yes. And and the, the Audi of Rockville store yep. um, legitimately is a Sonic automotive store. And they're typically one price when it comes to their used cars. Um, so I don't know if you walked in there and said, well, I don't know, on August 16th, you were only asking 22.5. Uh, would you take that today? Maybe they would. I don't know. But typically, they I, I happen to know the GM over there, but I'm not going to call them. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, but, you know, it, it just seems odd that, that they think theirs is getting um, uh, going up in value while everybody else is thinking that, well, maybe the age inventory is going down in value. 100%. Custom Ink team is here, Pop, saying nice T-shirt. So thank you, Custom yes. team, for... Getting me this it shirt. Is. Really it looks great. It really does look good. Yeah. I'm happy to be wearing it. Yeah. Happy Hippo wants to know, Dad, what's going on with trade and values? And I've been talking with the team over at CarWiser. And if you're not familiar, back on the joinyaa.com website, we have the um, Sell Your Car widget, which gets you all the valuations from the different dealers. I, in my conversations with them, it's been pretty clear. Like, but what we call strength of offer, yeah, it's down. Yes. Because as wholesale prices go down, mm -hmm. sure, maybe we are seeing some some holding on retail prices. We are not seeing holding on trade-in values. Well, you know, dealers always will utilize the excuse that, well, um, the wholesale values of vehicles are going down, so we can't offer you quite as much for your trade at the moment. And then they will price it 
that trade as if wholesale values haven't gone down. Um, because as somebody once said in the car business, huh. you make your money when you buy the car, not when you sell the car. And so we're seeing a commitment to, I don't know, stealing a trade. Like that. Yeah, that's the what's commitment going on is together. to paying less for the trades. Um, I don't know, like they did in the old days. Yeah. Three years ago. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I want to pull this up from Richard and then we'll switch yeah. gears. Dad Richard says, buying an extended warranty from YAA after I get tags together, uh, tags tomorrow with registration, cheaper than the dealer by $2,000. Wow. For six years or $1,509 for 84 months. No brainer. Richard, thanks. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm just get, I'm just betting or guessing that it's an Asian brand vehicle. Yeah, at that price point, probably. Yeah, probably, probably. All right, Dad, there was something in automotive news that I know we both thought was interesting that I thought we could chat about yes. next. We have done a lot on this channel talking about this channel on the main YAA channel, talking about the FTC's proposed rules to rein in shady car dealer practices. Now, to that end, we actually ended up talking a lot about the National Automobile Dealers Association because they vehemently opposed oh, yes. those proposed regulations. Now, kind of in the same vein, they had, whoopsies. Oh, now I got to change my browser back. Ugh. All right, give me one second, gang. Sorry. This is what happens when you have some uh, technical difficulties. Here we go. The NADA mm -hmm. has set new guidelines for how they want to uh, address the evolution of the car business. Did you have a chance to read through this? And, and what was your read of the room? What's going well, on? Well, you know, they... The NADA is saying, hey, we as car dealers understand that things are changing with how the public would like to buy cars moving forward. And we understand that in order to remain uh, viable with our OEM partners, the factories uh, of, of all these brands, uh, that we need to have uh, a conversation uh, with with the manufacturers as to, well, how we're going to structure the business moving forward. We're and, willing we, to grow. and we're open. We are open to the possibility of, I don't know, having to change the way we've done business for the last 120 years. We're willing <laughs> to grow. We're willing to change. But we're also very, very optimistic about the future of the franchise model that came from the CEO of NADA. Mike, Mike Stan. Stan. Yes. Yeah, they, so, so essentially what the NADA has laid out is their framework yes. on how the industry should evolve and how their business model should evolve. Covers and how it should include franchise dealerships. How it has to include yes. Yes. franchise dealerships. Yes. Car dealers want to have their hands on over-the-air updates, vehicle reservations, data sharing. Let's actually, if I'm not mistaken, if we go down here, where was it? We wanted everybody's fingerprints that we could get on this. Yes. Um, where was it? Guidelines, not mandates. They started to list out some of the different pieces in a dig to franchise model disruptors. Yeah, they're saying how to truly scale even uh, electric vehicles, you're going to need a franchise dealer model. And this is all the while you have Ford. I'm not going to say going away from dealers, but looking at an agency model, expecting mm -hmm. their dealers to invest. GM has bought out uh, or has offered buyouts for Buick and also for Chevrolet, or Cadillac dealers. Volkswagen yes, they, has they, their scout they actually, brand. They actually, uh, um, about a third of the Cadillac dealers uh, accepted buyouts so that uh, they could thin out the Cadillac herd, so to speak. And with the big thing here, Dad, is the NADA is trying to activate on legislation that will ultimately get passed to really make sure that they have a, uh, a role in the future yes. of this um, of this transaction. At the state level, some dealer associations have proposed new language and franchise laws to outline the relationship between new vehicle dealers and automakers and better address new concepts. 
in the industry. Dealers in West Virginia, this is interesting. Dealers yeah. in West Virginia, for example, sought changes to their state's franchise law to define their role in vehicle reservations and when a dealership should be compensated after certain over-the-air updates are performed by an automaker. Not, I'm not, you know, that's, that's one. I'm not sure why the dealership should be compensated if there's been an over. You're the, not the only one, dad, you know, the over there update is a software update yes. to the car and the dealer wants to get compensated. It, it, it reminds me of, of, um, the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, rail industry trains. Okay. Okay. And, 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 and the, the, the union for train workers, negotiated deals that uh, to keep certain positions um, within the industry when those positions didn't exist anymore like the call operators and things like that yep so that so that people get paid for a job that's no longer needed because well ain't nobody stoking coal into the uh, to fire up the yep. engines yep. Um, and so that almost sounds like what the dealers in West Virginia want, even though we have nothing to do with it's the over-the-air. It's ransomware, yeah, Dad. Yeah, even though we have nothing to do with the over-the-air over, over the air update, uh, we still want to get compensated for it. Like, like why? Um, and these are, the, these are the efforts that the NADA is championing with their framework is on a state level, excuse me, on a state level, we need to be able to essentially dig our heels in and say, hey, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're going to be a part of a reservation that you place with Scout which is the VW guy. Like what? Like why do you, I don't, it's frustrating to see it on a lot of states from my perspective. Yeah. But they, they realize NADA realizes that things are changing swiftly um, in the industry and that they need to try and guarantee their, their uh, seat at the table. Um, so that, yeah, they have to come across as, yeah, we're willing. We we want to we we want to be part of finding the solution. Okay, we don't want to be part of the problem. We want to be part of the solution, and so that's what they're they're trying to indicate. They are now. These are the same people that, when it comes to making the buying process easier for consumers, yeah. according to what the FTC was trying to do. Uh, these are the same people that vehemently opposed any changes to how uh, we address uh, clarity and in, in advertised prices, uh, the selling of unwanted and unneeded items, valueless items, yep. um, the discrimination between cash buyers and finance buyers. Um, so, yeah, on the one hand, they want to be part of the solution. On the other hand, well, they kind of like it the way it was. <laughs> Um, there was an interesting, I don't have it queued up, but there was an interesting tweet from, I think it was a UBS analyst uh, about the autos sector, the autos industry, uh, talking about how there will be an oversupply of new car inventory in about six months and that consumer demand has completely vanished and that these record dealer profits and OEM profits that we've seen well, are just gone. Off the cliff. And, it, you know, I, I kind of look at that and I think we've talked about on the show before uh, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Like yes. it does kind of feel like that. We had happy days. I mean, record profits. You, if you're new to the channel, new to the show, you've probably never heard this, but the NADA actually for decades published annually what the average gross profit was for a car dealer. They what, stopped what doing that. Yeah, what, yeah. The, what the net profit the net was profit for, was, yeah. for dealerships. And they stopped doing it because, well, it's grown so yeah. much so quickly uh, that they that they don't want to share that information so that the general public can see exactly how much money dealerships are making today. Um, and to suggest that they're, they've been making money hand over fist would be an understatement. 
So eventually um, it's going to it's going to normalize. But I think you're seeing and as consumers, we all need to be aware of this. You're going to see on a state level, I think a lot of legislation. We did the video yesterday on the main YAA channel, that Porsche dealership uh, suing uh, the, the OEM. And obviously that was for kind of like brand identity yes. things. But still, I think you're going to see more more fights. Yeah, let's turn to the chat here for just a few minutes. We've got from Thomas. He says, in today's market, if an independent dealer is offering you over KBP Black Book, is it worth trading it in for a car that is four to $5,000? over KBB Black Book. So I think what we're hearing here is well, it's, trading in a used car to buy another used car. Well, it still seems to me that uh, you're two to $3,000 uh, net loser. Yeah, unfortunately. You're paying, you're paying, you're paying $4,000 more than you should for the car and they're only paying $2,000 more for your car. Um, so there's, there's $2,000 that you're taking it in the shorts right there. Well, and, and also the reality is as interest rates go up, and prices, I don't know, prices kind of normalize. Like you've got an interesting, like maybe it is worth it right now because to finance, it's, it's, you'd have to, do, you'd have to do the finance math. But my suspicion is you'd still be in the hole. We've got a video on that. I do, I do believe we do. Big Armory, if new car prices are set to increase in 2023, MSRPs are absolutely, yes. then couldn't used car prices rise as a matter of default, regardless of the current status of the used car market? Um, sort of, but, but not quite. It, they in in rational thinking they could, but the fact that this that the market has become um, so much softer than it had been, that consumer demand has declined dramatically because of the rising interest rates and everything else, that even with new car prices going up for 2023, if there's no people in the market or there's fewer people in the market than there had been. Uh, well, the only way you end up capturing those people is by offering a better value than your competitor. So uh, I would think that we will continue to see used car prices um, soften to some degree. Um, but I think the ability to negotiate the asking price uh, will increase significantly. The dealers will be more willing in the future to entertain um, negotiating the used car prices than they have been currently. Got this from Ryan Dad, and I know there's a conversation happening in the chat right now. We need to talk about it. Uh, okay. Subaru has a stop sale yes. on their 2023 Outbacks and Legacies over a defective SOS button. Any idea when the fix is going to come in justice, just put here in the chat. Here it is. Um, Subaru is going to make a statement today about the fix and supposedly lift the stop sale. Were you aware of this? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I saw I, I, I saw that information the other day. Um, and Subaru thought that they would be able to have the fix rather quickly for it. Um, yeah, apparently, if you push the SOS button, it, it didn't it didn't really um, uh, ring to anybody it'd be like being in an elevator when it's stuck and it says uh, push this button in case of emergency and then people on the other end laugh and go well we didn't get that <laughs> this is a letter from september 26 from yeah. the vp of vehicle planning and logistics for subaru out to all of their dealers talking about the outback, outback and legacies yes it is um it's interesting. This is, I think, what I mean, Subaru obviously had the issues with the Solterra, but that was related that, that's to... That's completely different. Yeah, it's completely yeah. different. I mean, this is one of the first Subaru issues we've heard of during the pandemic. Well, it, it, it you, you don't get a, a lot of stop sales from the manufacturers, um, you know, but occasionally you get some, um, you know, and, and it's tough if you're a Subaru dealer to have that situation arise when there is uh, such limited new car 
um, inventory available to begin with. So as a dealer, you absolutely hate um, when you get a stop sale. When I was with Mini, um, uh, we we grew so accustomed to them. It was like any time a new car launch <laughs> happened, uh, there was a stop sale uh, when the cars first hit the dealership. So Jerry says, any chance the loss of demand will bring about some dealer incentives like low interest rates on new vehicles? And yes. I want to pull up that. Justin did an incredible job on this guide just published earlier this a week ago today, actually the best auto loan rates right now for unlimited time incentives and specials this month broken down by all of the different OEM. So I encourage you to take a peek at this guide here. Some of the highlights here. Honda's got competitive, very competitive, yeah. really good financing for their new Civics. Kia even has some for the Forte Sorento sold, Genesis, Subaru. So I'll put this link in the chat right now because we've got an awesome resource. Yes. And and, and I would suspect uh, with the continuing softening of demand that and, and the rising interest rates, that one of the ways manufacturers will try and combat, combat that and 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 stoke some demand is by offering some vented interest rates again. Yeah, I do suspect that we're going to see more and more of that. Demand is really the issue here. It's, yes. it's still not a supply issue. Although no. we did have, let me actually pull it up because I think it's pretty fascinating, Deb. Um, actually, before I pull that up, I want to remind everyone, the joinyaa.com slash community forum yes. is 100% free. So if you're not on the community, you need to be. I actually wanted us to, to talk about this. So I'll, I'll come back to this in just a second because I want to, bear with me, everyone. I wanted to pull up this data. I found it interesting. Oh, well, this is brand new as well. We'll pull that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where was it? Where was it? Where was it? I wanted to bring up fleet sales. Data yes. Because we've actually seen, so September fleet sales drop slightly, remain up nearly 25% year over year. To me, that's a pretty big headline. So when we talk about supply of vehicles, we're actually seeing fleet sales up 25% year over year. That means more vehicles are being produced. Yes. And, and it means finally that the manufacturers are trying to, uh, to fulfill their fleet obligations to their largest customers. Which is a good indication for their manufacturing capabilities. Yes. Like, they're not doing, I mean, they make less money doing fleet sales than they do selling cars to their dealers. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <Yes. laughs> All right. The one other thing that I did just see here, and maybe yeah. we'll, we'll actually end with this. Vehicles wow. lost from Hurricane Ian could top 50,000. This literally was just published. We haven't read this yet. Yes. But let's, let's take a peek all together. Let me zoom in. Okay, we believe the likely range of severely damaged vehicles that would need replacement is between 30,000 and 70,000. Wow. Yes. And, and you know, somebody commented on, on one of our videos huh. that, that we were being hyperbolic when we said tens of thousands of vehicles that, that could end up being uh, damaged or totaled. Um, you're, yeah, we, we, we really were. It's only going to be somewhere between 30 and 70,000. Wow. 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 That's like a lot of cars. Yeah. That, that really, really is. Yes. All right. Let's actually call it a show right there, pups. We'll cue this up. Uh, this this uh, post from Dan for tomorrow's show, maybe for the really got to be kidding me. I'll let you and Kimberly or you and Justice. Uh, no, you and Justin. Sorry, Justice. Yeah. Didn't mean to scare you. you and Justin take that on tomorrow. I'm out. I'm MIA again tomorrow. What are you doing with me? What's what's going on here? Um, well, uh, you're MIA tomorrow because uh, uh, Flybridge Capital, a, a, a venture capital firm out of New York, who uh, happens to uh, hold a stake in your company, I believe. Our company. Our company. Our company. Uh, they're having their Founders Week celebration. 
and uh, they have all kinds of events going on. And uh, they've invited you, I believe, to be on a panel discussion tomorrow in well, the big city, the Big Apple, New yeah. York City. So that, and I'm going to be wearing a shirt with my dad on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can be there uh, without being there. Um, and I believe that you said the train you're catching to get up there in time is at 5.55 a.m. tomorrow yeah. morning. Yeah, it is. Um, and so you won't be doing our show tomorrow. You'll be doing theirs. Yep. Um, and you won't be doing our show on Thursday because tomorrow train and back. you're taking the train back. Um, so... I don't know what am I going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hunker down with Justin tomorrow. Hunker down with Kimberly on Thursday. And hunker down with Kimberly on Thursday. And then we'll have a fun show on Friday. Well, you'll be back, and you can tell us how yeah. how the founders event went and how the how your panel discussion yeah. went and uh, whether anybody paid any attention to you at all. Uh, but I know they will. They'll be looking at the shirt. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, really. And it, I still can't get over the fact that when I walked in here today at about. 10 30 you you were on the phone yep talking to these people uh ordering talking to them about these shirts can we get them today can i get them by five o'clock today and and then you and i were were, were chatting and you got a message on your on your uh, whatever that type of smart watch yeah my on my garmin watch and and you said oh the shirts are ready and, and that was like at at 11 25 no, I got over there at 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left at 11.25, yeah. And that was like less than an hour from when... And the damn thing looks great. And I think it would even look great on a black. No, I want it on black, but all they have is white or yeah. heather gray, so I went with white. No, and I, I think... Stay tuned. We good. will have this up online and the other designs as well, hopefully by the end of the week, but we'll see how much I can get done on the train tomorrow. Uh, I would think a lot. Yeah, usually I do. It's about a, what, three-hour train ride? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're leaving at six, you get there at nine, you yeah. walk over to Flybridge. Yeah. Eleven. Nine. Yeah. Where is the event? Is it at Flybridge? No, it's oh, at no. there's a hotel that they Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna say their offices are way too small unless Very they were small. planning and having like ten or twelve guests. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, thank you for being here with us. Pops, you will have a great time. I will be tomorrow. back here tomorrow with Justin at noon Eastern, nine Pacific with more news that you can use from YAA. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. I'll see you back here tomorrow. See you guys. Thanks so much. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.